0: North Spore is your portal to the mushroom world. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, they have all the tools and education you need. And you don't need a spot in the forest. That's because North Spore makes it easy to cultivate mushrooms at home. You can grow them on your counter, in your garden, under your bed. And whether you start in the lab or in a kitchen, North Spore and their helpful team are ready to guide you on every step of your mycological journey. Learn, grow, and explore the whole fungi kingdom at northspore.com.
1: Hi, this is Lauren Yoshiko.
0: And this is Menle Golikai Agri, and you're listening to Broccoli Talk, a podcast for cannabis lovers. Today's episode is all about friendship and the connective power of herb. We've touched on this subject in the past in our episodes about romantic relationships and bonding, but obviously I think there's so much more for us to dive into, and so we're going to be talking about the role that weed plays in friendships, both positive and negative, and how we might be able to navigate this in
1: our lives. It is such a fun subject, and it'll be interesting to talk about how our approaches have potentially changed or evolved over time. And I kind of like the idea that this is going to make us all reach out in whatever way to friends that mean something to us. People talk a lot about how it gets harder to make new friends when you get older. And the weed element is kind of a wild card because it can help or hurt a new connection. Yeah. I think personally weed has been like huge parts of our journeys in female friendship. But before we dive into it, we've got some fun news to share.
0: This summer's issue of Broccoli Print Magazine has launched. Boop, 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 boop. I don't hey. know who does boop, 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 but whoop, whoop. And this last few <laughs> issues have sold out. So make sure that you snag a copy quickly because they do tend to sell out. They do. There are two easy ways to get your copy you can head over to broccolimag.com and subscribe and this issue will ship to you right away if you're not a subscription person you can pop into the shop on our website and grab a single copy and maybe some of our very cute podcast merch socks too i don't know
1: oh my god i know i know it's summer but the socks are definitely making some appearances on my feet i love them i mean the little weed buddy Around the ankle. He's so cute. So cute. The little mouth open, ready to hit the blunt. <laughs> hey, um, I actually have a piece in the new broccoli issue that I'm super stoked about. It was something that like culminated old connections and new. I spoke with Pure Beauty and Pilot Farm about their earth friendly approaches to their cannabis cultivation so one grows indoor, like super high tech. One grows outdoor, super biodynamic and like the most interesting outdoor sun grown conditions on the side of a mountain, like high altitude, pure air, pure soil. Incredible. It was really, yeah, it was really interesting to learn how both these methods can be done with sustainability in mind. That whole indoor-outdoor debate has been such a contentious conversation or it can become one in certain IG comment threads or like at the dispensary counter sometimes. But um, I was stoked how this piece shows how it's not really like this or that and there is a ton of shared philosophies. And then inside this beautiful issue, you'll also find a very cute comic about a flower getting stoned, an interview with musicians Cartel Madras, a wild series of trippy conceptual photography, a story on why stoners love puns. I mean, we can imagine various answers, but I'm I love the story. An essay about sky burials and way more stuff designed to expand your mind and entertain your senses. This issue also has a sneak peek into Broccoli's newest photography book. It's so good. A Weed is a Flower, which will be available in our shop in September. It is amazing. It's just it's just a masterpiece. For now, you can add your email to the waitlist. Check out broccolimag.com shop to find it.
0: So as you can see, as you can hear, things are ramping up in the Broccoli universe, and there's more good stuff to come, so... Let's move on to what else is going on in our lives. What's going on with you, Lauren? Catch
1: us up. I feel like whatever Mercury movements <laughs> were going on in the last few weeks really um, affected me. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. had like silly stuff. Like I, I truly broke like four glass items, like a vase, two cups. I was grabbing something off a shelf and this huge bottle of CBD oil someone had sent me in a beautiful blue glass container fell from my highest shelf. No. Uh, Yeah. It was just like weird things. But things are shaping up for me to get some chill in the last part of August. I'm looking forward to get some summer in between like wildfire air quality issues. (laughs) God. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I think Mercury
0: just entered Virgo. So hopefully that'll be like more of a organized, kind of methodical, clean, less breakage type of moment. I don't know. I would love that. I would love to just routinize my shit right now. It's a lot going on. So I'm looking forward to a more calmer shift as well.
1: Okay, my friend. I think it's time to dive into the world of weedy friends. Are you ready? Let's get it.
0: Okay, so historically, what's your friend vibe been like? Did you grow up with a best friend or were you more of a friend group type or did you kind of do your own thing, kind of a loner type?
1: Honestly, I did have a very idyllic, suburban childhood girlfriend group where it was like the same five to seven girls having very innocent sleepovers, watching The Notebook and staying up late drinking soda. And I did have an interesting experience because I remember we were like the only really liberal, socially leaning people in a really conservative town. So I had one friend that was that best friend that was the Absolutely, like, did everything together, and and she actually didn't smoke, but uh, it was when I was starting to enjoy weed, and her boyfriends always did, so I was, like, a happy spliff-smoking third wheel (laughs) in regards to our, like, early weed and friendships, but it's funny, it's like my friends predicted my... (laughs) my diversion into <laughs> more socially counterculture things. And I have a memory of this bizarre moment, freshman year in high school. And it's like the first week, we're so excited to be in, to be high schoolers. Like this is us leaving the junior high and being part of the older kids. And like me and a few friends were walking around the track during PE and they come into me kind of like intervention energy. And they're like, so Lauren. Oh no. We're starting high school. Things are going to start to get pretty real. You're not going to, like, do bad stuff, right? What the? And it was something along those lines where it was like, we sense your predilection for or we're just curious. And maybe it was like, you know, morbid curiosity, excitement, jealousy to want to be more adventurous. It could have been a thousand things. Like, it wasn't even hostile feeling at the time. Right. So that was my like early friends, but there is a big hard line in the sand of my friendships and relationships before college and after when I like really found a relationship with weed. What about you? What was your friendship origins? I did not have just one best friend, I think
0: in true, again, Gemini fashion. It's just there's so many different types of Menle versions, I guess you would say, and so it's hard to just have that one best friend, I think that I could like tell everything to and that would get me. And so there were like multiple friends and I think also growing up with so many sisters, I was just used to having that kind of dynamic, right, where there's like more than just that one person. I was my best friend, my journal was my best friend, my journal was my boyfriend, my journal was everything. In terms of like weed friends, you know, that didn't come until much later, I guess like my junior, senior year, when I had kind of gone from becoming, I was voted class clown at some point. So I had gone from becoming class clown to sort of just somebody who, you know, just was friends with mostly anyone who wasn't an asshole. And I should back up a little bit. I went to a boarding school kind of for like low income kids that may be smart that like you know, they have the potential, like urban kids with potential. <laughs> so it was a setting where we were all really close because we weren't um home, yeah. and so. One of the girls that I lived with who was from New York, Anisia, I won't say her last name, but she had started dating some Latin kings or whatever. And so immediately, like, the status as a group became bad. (laughs) Within that status change also was kind of the time where I started consuming cannabis. Within that group, things just kind of, like, took a downturn and... There was a couple scandals that had happened. I'll just like talk about the one scandal that really put me into like the, the bad reason. Oh my reason. God, multiple <laughs> scandals. It's not even that serious. Listen to this first one. So we're all in like video class. It's like a video class crew. Um, I think I told you about this before. We were the ones who like filmed the end of year video, you know, compilation, dumb shit, corny shit, nerdy stuff. And we decided that we wanted to go buy our mom's gifts for Mother's Day. So we stole the car, essentially. We went out to do, like, some sort of, I don't know, like, B-roll of some sort of video that we were putting together. And we thought, oh, we're so close to the mall, let's just go. So we go to the mall, we buy stuff, and on our way back, I was speeding, and we got a ticket. And so when we got the ticket, they thought that we were, like, on a joyride. And that immediately just brought me to a very, like bad place from my
1: god that is like nightmare shit baby manly must have been so scared she
0: wished she had weed if she had weed she would have like been way more chill but there was none involved um but anyways i mean in terms of like i don't know entering the friendship weed chat because it sounds like that happened later in life when when did that commence for you
1: so even though i didn't develop a super authentic relationship with weed till college. My first time smoking happened when I was young and it was truly like someone teaching me how to smoke weed. And it's so precious. Like I was just thinking about it and it's actually, I remember exactly when it was like the, it's like a movie the weekend. (laughs) My parents split, like gave the announcement to the family. Mm. Like we are divorcing my, my mom's sister, she drove far from far away, like five hours to spend the weekend with us. And my sister and I were very close with our cousins. One of them and I are just a week apart. So she visited, we were 15, and it was like our first hang as teenagers. Like the first time we were hanging out and Barbies weren't like involved. <laughs> and we were sort of like You were doing, grown. We were grown. And I remember doing this like checklist back and forth of like, hey, like, how's it going? You wear, You wear an eyeliner every day? Me too. And uh, like you, you like Hot Topic? Yeah, me too. I really want one of those belts. And then she's like, you know, do you smoke weed? And I'm like, uh, yeah. But really, I had no idea. But I had physically been in a raft with people who bought and smoked weed earlier that week. So I had someone's number on my phone that had procured weed wow, at some point. Coincidence, I think. So not. we proceeded to buy weed for the first time. We walked down to the river uh, at the end of my mom's backyard, like in the middle of the night, and she showed me how to smoke. And, showed me how to inhale it and use the carb and do all the things so it was a really like loving safe space like I knew I wasn't going to be judged this was literally a cousin the exact same age uh-huh. and she went on to work in weed too she worked in Montana's medical industry Oregon industry and so she worked on the farm with me and we're still best weed buds and always have our bond corner in the garage during family events
0: oh I love this this is the warmest Shout out, I love you. Oh, I love you too, Alec. I hope that's okay.
1: Um, it is. Uh, do you remember the first person you smoked with?
0: You know, I do, but I, it's like uh, it's just not an, as warm
1: and fuzzy as yours, but I know. I mean, it's pretty damn warm and fuzzy.
0: I'll go for it. It was actually cute, it was just different. The first time was with these group of bad kids and literally we were just like theater we were in theater kids in choir like video class like what this is not bad we just happened to be smoking weed we all went roller skating the adults who are kind of like our mentors in charge of us drove us to the roller skating rink and we all stayed there and did some roller skating and when we left the bad friends were like yo Like, somebody from Harrisburg, a town that was, like, 10 minutes away. This is Amish country, by the way, Pennsylvania. So there ain't shit going on. I can never get over that. Horse and buggies and then us in vans going to the skating rink. And so one of these friends were coming through, and he came with, like, two other friends. And they were, like, leaning on the cars, like, rolling up a blunt and started smoking it, and they passed it to me. And I took it because... I was curious, I thought why not? You know, it was the it was the cool thing to do. And it was just an easy like hit and I kind of just sat silent with myself and like observed, you know, everything slowed down. But yeah, that was it outside of roller skating ring with with my quote unquote bad friends from theater and choir.
1: That's also really wholesome actually. I love that. (laughs) We both got to smoke with like people that we felt we, like we could be ourselves around because it's so intimidating like yeah you're literally learning what a it is weird too. thing like so it's an odd thing to inhale do the whole thing so I love that an intimacy
0: thing right and like you say someone who you don't feel like you can be intimate
1: with or sort
0: of like be vulnerable with it's, it's certainly going to create some friction in the friendship maybe and also just like in the relationship with weed yeah you can learn to smoke with someone who kind of like makes this an enchanting, like fun thing for you, an experience that you remember. Or it can be a situation even on the flip side where you try to introduce herb to someone and, you know, they have a really intense adverse effect. There's some sort of situation that happens, you know, there's that flip side. And I'm, I'm curious in terms of your friends, like have you lost any friends over weed?
1: Yeah, I mean I definitely it impacted friendships from my youth. It was like I was the overachiever, goody two shoes at school, and I remember getting Facebook messages or comments that were like, I heard you're like a like a real stoner now, like really into weed. <laughs> um and and like also some some parents of friends would say passive-aggressive stuff to my mom which was always really funny because Mm -hmm. all they got was like my mom's rant on weed so you're welcome everybody i would say that now like where the industry is anyone that was ever like that now is is honestly probably completely chill with it like i don't think anybody that i was friends with wouldn't be like yo i get it this is a thing I am really open about it I mean I want friendships to be able to be real and so I mean if somebody's not comfortable with weed and doesn't like people who smoke weed I do not hear back from them and that friendship does not develop because it is something that I do not hide but I don't know if I've broken it to someone that I've smoked weed recently at any time do you do you have non-weed friends versus weed friends
0: I think, like you, they weed themselves out. Ah, yeah, if somebody's not interested, like I'm not really gonna push it. And I think, like a lot of wee heads, you know, you sort of just emotionally in your brain kind of sift between the two: the people who you know are going to be on that level and those who aren't. And not in terms of like the level, you know, ones higher or lower, but just more like the level of wanting to. Consume and like be in that space and the level that you're not. And so I think I have to say more and more, most of my friendships are kind of centered around or like start because of the fact that we both consume cannabis or like have a deep love or appreciation for it.
1: I would say it's the same. Yeah. Like weed has started most of my adult friendships. Like that's the reason we have a reason to have a second hang. When I think about like the phrase weed friendships I definitely have these memories that vividly come to mind of being in college with my first group of friends who smoked weed and like dorm life packing up plastic bongs and weed jars and water bottles and heading out to the redwood forest and the surrounding campus mm-hmm. we'd climb up into a tree and find a branch and smoke for hours listening to like steel pulse and the expendables oh on god, someone's steel phone
0: pulse. <gasps> uh, oh my god i haven't thought about that in years that's lauren that's amazing
1: that's <laughs> amazing My first weed girlfriend in college, uh, I ended up living with for the rest of school. It was the whole California visuals of like, she taught me how to skateboard. I totally broke my foot. Like staying up late, smoking spliffs and procrastinating and studying, running from RAs together, smoking in the middle of busy quads because we thought we were fucking invisible. Oh, wait, I can't not mention... When I did sort of become friends with my sister for the first time, because that's real. Yeah, it's real. Like relationships with siblings are their own thing. And a friendship does not go with that automatically. And exactly it did not happen for us until we were older. And it was when we were both definitely enjoying weed. And I didn't know anyone other than her art school friends that I could buy weed from. And I have this memory of rolling 12 perfect huge joints for her one time for one party and just being very proud. Like we were just we were we just had so much fun. Aww. It was I think because we both also didn't really enjoy alcohol as much, so it was like celebrating mm-hmm. feeling okay about weed being a recreational fun for us. Like it's mm-hmm. okay that we don't want to get really drunk before this Rat Attack concert. We can just get really stoned. We might be home by 11, but um, it was like a celebratory time for sure. Yeah. I want to hear about your weed memories though.
0: I love the Sister saga because I I think, you know, having a lot of sisters and also being, frankly, in the industry for like a lot of their formative years, it was secret. But then there were moments where like I would try to respectfully bring weed from Cali was not a good idea. But I would come back and just like kind of see who was interested and be like, oh, I think I'm like. Couldn't go out, you know, smoke some herb, you know, and they're like, That's oh so no, cute.
1: <laughs> feeling it out.
0: Feeling, I felt it out for a while. I think I was not pushy at all. And one of my sisters who, that we all actually consume herb now, my sister who at the time was kind of like very straight edge and like vegan and like Christian school and was just not into it at all. Her and I actually developed, I think, our f- friendship as sister friends over herb so it's just a really interesting like snapshot of relationships that include family, right? That include Mm -hmm. this idea of like both chosen and blood family. Totally. In terms of college, Abby Kaplan was like my first, I think weed best friend. And again, best friends are hard for me. Like I don't, I still don't have like a best friend. I have like a wifey. There's too many sides to men like. There's just too many. I mean, and there's just too many wonderful people in the world. That's
1: right, that's right.
0: But we met during our, my third year of college and she was friends with someone I think who was my dealer, he was kind of like my only friend at that time. I was a bit of a loner. We all went to a house that she was at. Her and I kind of like locked eyes and then it's like come with me and we're like smoking herb and like laughing at everybody and like hanging, you know, just all of those things that again are very classic and I think we've all experienced this when you connect with somebody both through the lens of herb, but just through the lens of like a a pure connection. But even to this day, you know, it's like there's that spark where you're just like, I remember when we were babies and we would just smoke together and just kind of be a part of a scene that felt very nurturing and like a space where you could be in.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Have you ever, like, had a surprise bonding moment, you know, sort of sparked over
1: a joint, connecting to people who you probably didn't expect you would? I've had surprise bonding moments, like, providing weed to someone, being the hook. I guess that's more how I would feel. It wasn't like, oh, my God, you want to smoke a joint? I want to smoke a joint? Yay. It's more like... Oh, you need weed? I have weed. And they're like, "Oh my god. I thank love that feeling." God. And then I sell them a 20 sack in college or whatever and and go about my day or whatever. Like that was a <laughs> ve- definite like bonding feeling.
0: Being the person that can provide the herb to people who want it. I just think it is such a a warming like complete sort of experience you know
1: yes i'm so glad that resonates i've like gone on rants about this when i worked at a weed company and like wait really i worked at a place that no one smoked weed and i was trying to explain to them like how it feels to give weed to somebody who loves weed. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's a different kind of dopamine spike because you're understanding that feeling. It's like breastfeeding. It's There's something Oh my God. (laughs) Quote of the fucking (laughs) century. But I'm curious,
0: you know, now that you're a professional weed lady (laughs) and it's public information, right? that, That it's a part of your life. It is. Like, how has that changed things? Does it make you feel more comfortable to know that you don't have to reveal a secret or do you kind of miss that sense of discovery where you get to be like,
1: yo, you <laughs> smoke
0: <laughs> and, you know, like have this, I don't know, this internal kind of joy because you're surprising people with the unknown.
1: Yeah, I think as much as I enjoy that it is public knowledge and like people who meet me on the internet are going to figure it out really quickly. And I like that it does take the pressure <laughs> off of them being comfortable or uncomfortable with it. But I actually still do get to experience that discovery because the like in Portland the weed and art community are super closely entwined. So yeah. I I've made friends at weed events who are only there because their friend is DJing or producing the event or something and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've never heard of any of those weed farms you're talking about, but cool." at the same time like because i'm in portland the operating baseline is definitely the assumption that everyone is chill with weed mm-hmm. i am surprised when people don't enjoy weed and or have a problem with it like i am legitimately like taken aback because i operate with the assumption that I know that we're one of those cities where statistically more people smoke weed than cigarettes significantly. And there's not very many places like that in America. Yeah. It's a very safe space to be so presumptuously open about it and assume I'm going to have a positive reception. Right online for you obviously an obvious weed gal oh lord but like being in a new place and you know people always talk about how like you get to know a new version of yourself when you live in a foreign place and speak in mm-hmm. another language mm-hmm. is mexico city menle like more or less open about weed
0: I mean, Mexico City Menle was kind of where I think I opened up the most about it, right? Because-
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. You were quiet prior to that move.
0: For people who were directly in the industry, whether it was legacy marketer or not, like because you just knew what the other person did, there was no need to explain it. And I was kind of more like low key about it. But I think, yeah, I actually opened up more about my involvement in the industry while here, frankly, thanks to Broccoli Magazine and just like a lot of projects and things that I was sort of doing, you know, hence Weed Thea. I think all of the previous years of being so close to it and and working mostly in like the plant touching professional spaces, like I came to Mexico City, I kind of always like had weed on me again and it goes back to being the one who just has herb and like finding great (laughs) joy in that it's like being a modern medicine
1: herbalist you were destined to be weed tia and you just just happened like all of a sudden a name arose
0: it just came you know i was always sharing and making edibles and it was just kind of like i was vocally i was open about it because i was when I first came, not so much anymore now, I'm like a real Thea, I don't do shit, but I was always out and like in the underground scene and DJing and like whatever and after parties. And so that personality and and that type of personality just happened to flourish here while at the same time I was being more vocal about it in public. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really publicly smoke weed. I'm more conservative in terms of The way I dress and the way I dance and like kind of how I consume herb in terms of like the outside spaces. But yeah, online, you know, it's all, it's all weed, everything.
1: (laughs) Man, I do love smoking a joint in the middle of the park still and just like praying everyone around me is going to be chill. Because it's just nice. Uh,
0: It's still the struggle, though. Yeah. Even if you do. I mean, I do smoke at at public you know, parks that are spaced out. But, yeah, you always got to make that eye or like hold the joint like a cigarette. That's what I learned a while ago. Yeah. For all of you listening, hold the joint like a cigarette because (laughs) you're far away. They don't know that you're smoking a joint. You
1: know what I mean? So. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Helpful tips from Weed Tia. She's here for us. Oh, man. I mean, in regards to our friendship, like all of you have heard almost every second of it because. Yes. Like our friendship. Uh, I mean, yeah, we mentioned it before. But just to reiterate, we hung out like one or two times before Menley and I recorded our first podcast episode. Like, yeah, we have become friends over the episodes. We were like put together because our like chief editorial in charge was like I think they'll have chemistry and here we go and it was sort of like a gamble and we became real friends through these episodes especially just choosing to keep going like as the pandemic descended last spring recording our episodes was the only thing giving me a sense of time and connection meaning of life, I don't know. Um and you yep. guys were the reason that we kept going and had a reason to talk to each other once a week on the phone. So thank you. Yes, thank you truly.
0: And it's kind of shocking, but I think Our friendship has deepened through these very cathartic episodes that allow us to explore these topics and feelings, 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 (laughs) and processing, right, those like multifaceted Mm -hmm. aspects within the cannabis space, but within what it means to have a relationship with people and with each other and through this dialogue and process. And so cannabis just interacts in our lives in a way where we're able to be in communion, both with you and with each other. And it's really deeply nourishing to explore.
1: Yes. Everyone, I hope, is also feeling the feelings and you guys should always feel welcome to share them with us because that is what this is for. This is a space for weed friendship and Mm -hmm. there is no doubt that the power of connection is very closely tied to weed. Yeah, Enjoying cannabis is super personal and when you share that with somebody, you're being so vulnerable and real. I mean, that's kind of what every great relationship comes down to. True. Two people who smoke weed aren't going to automatically get along but it offers a uniquely telling opportunity to see how people react. And in most cases, if they react positively, that leads to a new friendship. And it's an opportunity to be respectful and curious about one another's lifestyles and choices in general. I think we'd make space for people to be kinder to each other, Mm -hmm. to be more thoughtful and curious and empathetic. I think that we'd make space to ask and answer real honest questions without judgment yes Absolutely. And truly to reflect on a no
0: judgment space, you know, for anyone out there who feels lonely or without a weedy community of your own. We got you. We are here. You are part of this community. And if you need help finding more like minded people like we might be able to help you by offering recommendations of where to go, who to turn to. So hit us up at any time at BroccoliMag.com and the
1: Broccoli crew will be in touch. That is all for now. Thank you for tuning in. This episode was edited by Jen Nathan. Our music is by Giselle Garcia, and our logo design is by Jennifer Wright. Learn more about Broccoli and subscribe to the magazine at broccolimag.com. Thank you for listening.